Hello once again, Pastor Brown from Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Uh, just good to be with you. Hope that you've had an exciting, exciting week. Cause we serve an exciting God who's doing some marvelous things among us. I ask you to uh, pray for a house next door to our church to be torn down, that we can move on to a new step, a next step with the daycare. And uh, it was torn down here a week ago. So I want to thank you for your prayers and just, uh, again, remind us, God does answer prayers. And he is the one who has done marvelous, marvelous things in our lives. And we just praise him for this past week to just see the land transformed from old house, old garage, nothing there. And uh, the guys did an excellent job. Uh, they seeded it. And hopefully it'll just be a beautiful grass field next year and hopefully by the fall next year we'll be breaking ground for a new building a new daycare area so um, just keep uh, praying for us uh, again uh, your prayers are valued and anything that you can do to help would be much appreciated Akron Lions Fellowship 688 Diagonal Road and you make it however you want to do with that uh, and we'll just make sure it gets in the right uh, hands and we just praise God for all that you're doing. Uh, it's it's not by large amounts. Uh, scripture says little by little, and I found that to be true even in life. Uh, it's it's putting up, putting away, little by little by little. People will be surprised. So five dollars a week will do over a period of time or. Or $25 a week will do. Uh, but you have to start somewhere. And that's the same thing with the church. We have to start somewhere. Little by little by little. And I want to thank God. If you're one of those who have contributed to Akron Lions Fellowship. Thank you so much for assisting and helping us along this journey. And may God just continue to bless you. And may you see it come back to you in multiple ways. Our God is not a debtor to anyone, and we just want to thank him for how he has provided and how you have helped along the way. So again, if you do want to help or assist Akron Alliance Fellowship, again, the address is 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Well, we're going to move on, and we're going to stay short this week because we've been having a problem <coughs> getting these out. And most likely in the next week or two, we're going to just uh, stream it live from our church and do it from from that manner rather than on the computer here. So we're trying to get some things set up. We bought a camera to do it with and so forth. So I'm praying that it will all work out well. And those of you who have joined us by this method, uh, that you will be able to continue to worship with us even in a more meaningful, deeper way. Uh, God has been good to us. Even though the COVID uh, has been here, we're trying to get back in the full swing of things again because the church needs to be the church. And uh, yes, we want to take all the precautions, but we want to be involved in ministry and we want to be serving people. And we want to be able to lift up our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ together in one accord. And uh, we believe that's a blessing. 
when we can unite and worship our God and just show our love for him. It's it's amazing how the neighborhood might look upon a full parking lot and an empty parking lot. It's amazing when people in the neighborhood see people turning into the church, turning into the church. Um, uh, they witness, they see it, um, and it challenges their hearts. And uh, many people need to see others in love with the Lord and willing to make that sacrifice on Sunday morning, giving up whatever you give up, uh, uh, a time in the bed, a time of watching TV early morning, a time of golfing, a, a, a time of just sitting around the house in your pajamas, having a cup of coffee and relaxing. Uh, you're giving it up to come out and just worship the Lord. But again, if you make that sacrifice, even when you don't feel good, it's amazing how God blesses. It's amazing how God blesses. Sometimes I hit with people as a pastor, it's expected that, boy, you want to be at church every Sunday. There are some Sundays I don't feel like going. But um, I praise God because after I get there and, and, and do or listen, boy, what God does. And you who don't attend church on a regular basis, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, you're looking for God on that one Sunday. No. But if you get in a routine of going and going, you'll be surprised how God will speak to you and the joy that you will discover in that going and going and going. And I just praise God for those of you who hate to miss church. And there's some... Um, reasons at times that is necessary but too many of us we do it really just out of laziness and we look for any excuse not to be at church um, I remember Sister Hawks she couldn't bend her knees quite very well but she wouldn't miss Sunday and we even had to get her a special chair to sit in the sanctuary because she could not sit in an ordinary chair. and um, But she wanted to be at church. And she didn't miss church. And I just praise God. Uh, God has done so much to us. To ask us for two days out the week. A Sunday and a Wednesday. That's not a lot to give. But some of us think it's too much. Well, I better cut this short or I won't get into any of my message here. And like I said, we're going to keep it short because I wanted to see if it will, if we'll be able to get it through and post it and everything. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Father, we want to thank you and praise you for your gift of the Holy Spirit. And as we continue in this subject, may you guide us on the work of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we'll give you praise and we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what we're working at is this work of the Holy Spirit in the believer and non-believer's life. And uh, we're boiling down to three essential works, which we're going to get into.
But I do want you to understand there's a different work going on in the unbeliever's life than what's going on in the believer's life. And uh, we need to understand that there is a difference because many people don't even want to recognize that there is a difference that is going on simply because physicians are different. Uh, if I can say it like this, there are children who may come into your home that are not your children. And you treat those children a little different than you do your own children. And that is the same position in somewhat what God takes. He treats his children different than he treats the children of Satan. Yes, we're in the same world. And yes, God is a loving God. And he does love the believer and the unbeliever. He loves us both. But he treats those who have surrendered to him differently than those who have not surrendered unto him. Those who have accepted life in Jesus Christ, he treats different than those who reject life in Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to see because the work of the Holy Spirit then is different in each one of our lives. In Matthew 10, 19 and 20, it says, But when the rest, but when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit, your Father, is speaking through you. That when you're persecuted, when the Christian is arrested when the Christian is going through difficult times because of the unbeliever. He tells us, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. We have nothing that says that will take place in an unbeliever's life. When they're persecuted or if they're arrested or something takes place in their life but for the believer it gives him confidence that God is with him and God is working through him even in difficult moments of life and again he simply says if you're arrested but when they arrest you do not worry about what to say or how to say it at that time, you will be given what to say. The Holy Spirit will speak. For it will not be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit of your Father speaking through you. That the Holy Spirit at different times in the believer's life, even when speaking to people on the job or speaking to people about biblical things, just speaking to people, the Holy Spirit will speak through us at times and speak directly to that unbelieving heart or speak into that unbelieving situation. Um, he does that with the Christian and the Christian only. Uh, he basically says the same thing in Mark thirteen eleven and Luke twelve eleven and 12. But I want you to go to Isaiah 50, 
and verse 4 with me because I want you to see this work that is done also by the Holy Spirit because it's the Father's will to do it. Has never said anything about the unbeliever receiving anything like this. But it is true for the believer because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And we want to understand it that God is speaking in and through us and that he's doing a great work in the believer's life. Now, in verse 4 of Isaiah 50, he says, The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. Well, that only comes through the Holy Spirit. He is my teacher. And as scripture just said, he will speak on my behalf. He will speak what the Father wants others to hear who are doing the persecuting or who have arrested you or who has caused that trouble. And he says, the sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. That I'm encouraged that what is said is of God. And even as the believer hears it, it may surprise him or her what is coming forth from their mouth. But it's encouraging within that God is using you, using that person at that time to speak his message to the unbelieving world. And he goes on, he says, he wakens me morning by morning. Wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. Early in the morning, the Lord sometimes will awaken you or you're just woke. Pick up that Bible and read it. But he says, boy, he wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ears to listen like one being taught. Allow yourself to be taught of the Spirit. He's the teacher. The Word of God says that He will come and He will teach us and lead us into all truth. He will do that. He does that in the life of the believer. He doesn't do that in the life of the unbeliever. The believer, because of what he has come out of, darkness and unbelief, into a light and into knowledge now he has to be taught about righteousness and the Holy Spirit is going to teach him about righteousness for every man sees himself right in his own eyes and we all see ourselves right and there's something of a word that we have coined and we use quite often it's not fear. It's not fear. God is going to teach us about righteousness and truth through the Holy Spirit. And that's what is fair. And that's what is right. When we understand righteousness from God's view of righteousness and not our own. And he says, he wakens my ears to listen like one being taught. 
And God wants to teach each and every one of us. He wants to do that. The question is, do we want to be taught? The question is, are we willing to allow God to really teach us? Because we need to hear from him. We need to hear from a living God, not so much from flesh and blood. And Yes, flesh and blood is used for the purpose of teaching others. We're used. But understand, a real teacher of the gospel is a teacher of the Holy Spirit. Used of the Holy Spirit to teach when he truly teaches the word of God. In 21.15, he simply says this here. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. God says, I will give you words of wisdom that this earthly wisdom really cannot stand against. And people can see the difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. And he says, I'll teach you and I'll give you godly wisdom. And the Holy Spirit's going to do that with the believer, not with the unbeliever. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to answer the questions of the unbeliever. Now, I didn't say they will always receive them. I didn't say they will always accept them. But the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the word of God. And he will put it in such a way that it challenges the mind and the heart of the unbeliever. Let's read that verse again. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries, those who will come against Christianity, those who will come against your position of standing for the Lord Jesus Christ or believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, will be able to resist or contradict. They have no answer for it. They really cannot give an answer of why you should not believe in Jesus Christ. And you're able to give the reasons why you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For there is no other name given under heaven and earth whereby men must be saved. Jesus said upon the cross, it is finished. And eternal life is in Christ and Christ alone. And God has said in Romans that he has given us his Son, what more could he give us? Yes, I've been justified by Jesus Christ. And I have imputed righteousness. And I'm not standing in the eyesight of God on my own righteousness. No real Christian stands on his own righteousness, but on the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't earn heaven on my own. It is given unto me because I've chosen to believe in Jesus Christ, the one who has been given for the pardon of my sins. 
For who he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And see, they cannot stand against the word of God. People cannot contradict it because it's God's word. It's steadfast. And that's what happens with the believer. Go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. And we're going to get ready to end here. And like I said, it's going to be a short week because we want to see if we're going to post. If we keep it shorter. It may have to do two messages, one right in back of the other, but I think this little short time may be helpful. And and I hope it is helpful to you. And it, that it's a blessing and and that maybe a small thought would be better than maybe many or larger thoughts. But uh, in Galatians 4 and verse 6, once you see what he's done for the believer that he has not done for the unbeliever. And we need to recognize this. Uh, this is only done for the believer. He says, because you are sons, because you are sons, how do we become sons? Through accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. For as many who have believed in him, in First John, in, in, in St. John chapter 1, for as many who have believed in him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. It's a, it's given by Jesus Christ. That power to become sons of the living God. And here he says, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. He sent the spirit of his son, Jesus, into our heart. And Romans 8, it says simply this manner. If you have not the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. If you have not that spirit of Jesus, you're none of his. You don't belong to him. And see, the unbeliever doesn't belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the spirit was not sent into his heart. And there are many, many, many people who are saying they know the Lord, but they have not the spirit of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ living in them. See, says God sent his son, sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. That's to the believer, not to the unbeliever. Well, we're going to end with that. And like I said, we're going to keep it short this week and hope that we can post and we'll see what happens. But I pray that as we go through this and you want to pick up more of the message, look for it tomorrow on Akron Alliance Fellowship webpage. Um, we're going to be trying to put it on our webpage, the sermons and so forth. But um, we want you to uh, just sit. We want to sit at the feet of Jesus and we want the Holy Spirit to teach us. We want to learn what is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. And we need to know, and you need to know, 
think there's a lot of Christians that aren't sure. Yes, they prayed and they've asked Jesus Christ to come into their life. But do you really, really, really know that the Holy Spirit dwells in you and the Father has sent the Spirit into your heart? Into your heart. Only the believer's heart. Not the unbelievers. Only the believers. Well, God bless you and, and may God keep you and may you continue to want to just learn of the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn of him. He's a comforter. He's a peace giver. He is one that will guide you through every situation of life if you allow him. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you of Jesus. And as he teaches you of Jesus, you will learn more of the Holy Spirit and the power that he releases in your life to live the life of Christ at this present time. Father, we want to thank you and praise you for being so good unto us and being the faithful God that you are. That you want us, Lord, as you have said, that you predestined us to be like Jesus. And the only way that will take place is if Jesus, the same spirit that dwelt in Jesus, indwells us. And that he ministered to us. So we yield to him and we glorify thee. May you bless. May you make it real to each and every one of us who named the name of Jesus that the spirit that indwelt Jesus indwells us. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week. Have a wonderful, exciting week in the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't forget to tell somebody about Jesus. Don't have to be someone who runs over somebody, just takes over the conversation. But you can leave droppings about Jesus all day long in the lives of people as you go through your life each and every day. Give them a smile. Give them, hey, how's everything going? Hope it's going well. I'll pray for you. Allow them to know, hey, Jesus is for you. He's not against you. Uh, allow people, mention that name of Jesus in so many different ways. I just thank the Lord for the day. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? Uh, uh, but show other people that you're in love with Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Keep smiling, keep working for the Lord, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye.